here, and I'm back for another LEGO Masters postseason deep dive on my podcast, Talk Bricks Masters. Today, we're switching it up and bringing you a breakdown of the holiday Bricktacular with contestants Dom and Mel. And it was so fun breaking it all down with them, just like I break down the LEGO News Weekly on my YouTube channel, Talk Bricks. We've been having a blast in this LEGO Masters off-season, and I'm hoping that the fun doesn't stop here. So be sure to stay subscribed to the podcast for everything I've got coming up next. And now with all that out of the way, let's jump into my interview with Dom and Mel. We've been having so much fun with these postseason deep dives for season three, but I had to always, you know, spice it up, change it up a little bit and bring you a deep dive from the holiday Bricktacular. And of course, you know, I needed to bring some special guests to talk about their experience on the show. So first up, from season one, friend of the podcast, you know and love him. Here's Mel Brown. Say hello to everyone. Hey, everyone. Thanks for inviting me back. Oh, my gosh. The pleasure is literally all mine, Mel. Um, and it was, you know, I was so, so excited to see you on the show. I was surprised I didn't know, you know, uh, that there was no spoilers with Mel, even though he's, he's been on my podcast a million times. It was a surprise for me when I saw the trailer that he was even going to be on this season um, or this special. Um, but also back from season three, uh, you know and love him from season three. The, you know, they, they came in on episode three, but he's back, you know, for the Bricktacular. Welcome back to the podcast. Dom, say hello to everyone. How's it going, dudes? Great to be back. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I we talked about this, Dom, when you were on for your deep dive that we had to do a deep dive for the Bricktacular. And yes, know, listen, I make good on my promise. Here it is. So, so yeah, we're back. It's here. We're back. <laughs> well, this was such a wild thing. You know, obviously we've, we've never had like a bonus uh, special edition of the, of the show. And so, you know, I'd love just to, um, you know, hear from you, Dom, like, what was it like, you know, you were literally just finishing your season to sort of get the call that they already want you back for this holiday special. Yeah. So mid season of season three, we were given word that there was a potential, they were thinking of putting together a holiday special, like very last minute. And I get home um, from being eliminated off season three, rip. Uh, and I get a call <laughs> because I did show interest in doing a holiday special. I asked, I'd love to be a part of it. And I get a call being that I was up for contendering. They're thinking of a few people from other season three. And I think I thought nothing of it. I was like, you know what? I was just there. No way they'd pull me back. I, I did my time <laughs> on the Lego Masters uh, set. And then I'm at work and I get a phone call while I'm on lunch. And it's a bunch of producers. They're like, yeah, we want you to have you. We want you back. So this is the day you'll be flying out. This is this and that and that. I'm say, awesome. Bet. I'm there. Let's do this thing. <laughs> so I wasn't even home for two weeks before I was back in it, back on the Lego Masters stage. And it was, it was crazy. It was a crazy experience. <laughs> well, listen, uh, you know, once you go on this show, you're, you're a hot commodity. You know, you're, you're always getting calls about everything. Mel knows this better than anyone, but what was it like for you, Mel? What was it, what was it like, you know, you've now been a couple seasons out, out of uh, the Lego Masters game and they hit, of course, one of the biggest personalities from season one, you. Yeah, yeah, I thought, I thought I was, I thought they forgot my name, man. I thought, you know, I thought everything <laughs> was over because you know, the phone stopped ringing, and so you know, I, you forgot to forget Hollywood and closed the door on me. So, um, but yeah, I was, I was at work. I got the call, and I did what I did season one. I just never picked it up. So it went to my voicemail, <laughs> and then the person—I <laughs> know I'm bad with that—it went to my voicemail, and the person texted me. But before I got the text, Jermaine's on my phone, and he goes, "Hey, bro, you looking at this email? You know, you looking at this email about Lego Masters? Nah, man, I, I didn't see no email." He's like, "Bro, they—they—they they, they want us back on the show." I'm like, "You serious?" And he's like, "Yeah." So like, you know, answer the phone because they calling. So I'm thinking it's him pranking. So I call, call back, and yeah, you know, it's so. 
And uh, um, uh, it just, it was, it was unreal because here in my mind already is, all right, I get a second shot at this thing. And so I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it, you know, the best I can, I can. Yeah. Wow. Well, and you know, they really took it, you know, the show always takes it up a notch, but they have to take it up another notch for a holiday special like this with actual celebrities, you know, to be joining you in the brick pit in the, in the throes of this Lego Olympics, as a lot of people like to refer to it. Um, and you know, Dom, you were paired up with Cheryl Hines, you know, of, um, you know, of, you know, comedy fame, you know, curb your enthusiasm, all these great uh-huh. things. Talk to me about Cheryl. Well, you know, just high level. We'll talk about all the shenanigans, you know, from episode to episode. But yeah, what was it um, like working with Cheryl? Well, I have to start off. I have to mention that I wasn't familiar with Cheryl Same. Hines work at all prior <laughs> to meeting with her on you um i listen i don't i'm really into lego that's about it i don't watch a lot of tv or movies um unless it's like star wars but yeah so that was <laughs> very awkward um they gave us a list of you know who the celebrities were so we could do some research on them and get a, like an idea and i did not think i'd get paired up with the cheryl hines so uh, I remember they asked me in an interview to be like be excited about you know meeting Cheryl Hines and I was like it was very obvious that I didn't know who she was but I got <laughs> to know her through the holiday special and building with her and I can mention that she she's not the best builder but if you if you show her how to build something she's she can replicate it such as you know the trees and the Christmas lights or how some people like to say jewelry um but uh she, she she started to catch on building lego pretty quickly during the challenges and she was a pretty strong teammate she had very good ideas very creative and she's also super fun to work with and she's also a comedian so she's just downright hilarious and the banter back and forth was uh pretty entertaining just re-watching it back i was like that, that was that was fun it was it was great work <laughs> and and you know did you find out about your celebrity partners as we saw it on the show or were you prepped in advance that you know it, like that you'd be with Cheryl or was it just only when she walked out that you found out she was your teammate? We were prepped in advance. We were told who they were, but we didn't know who we were going to be paired with until they came out of the presence. Um, So I was, I was in for a shock. I was very surprised. Oh, so exciting. You know, Mel, obviously you were with like the unbelievable, incomparable Leslie Jordan. And, you know, obviously we miss him a lot. Um, You know, it's such tragic news, you know, even, you know, kind of in the midst of, you know, in between this filming and airing, you know, obviously Leslie passed. Um, but, you know, talk to us about Leslie, because obviously, you know, you're probably the only one in the Lego community that got, you know, a chance to really get to know him. Yeah, he was he was like his personality was like a like a beam of light and that that just shined through the room. Like, you know, if you were you were coming in and you were having a lousy day, he say the right things to kind of get you back in step. Uh, and like, you know, especially, you know, in certain episodes, you see me get down and, and if it wasn't for Leslie, I could, I definitely wouldn't have been able to pull through. Um, and, and I see why he's so likable and lovable because he, I mean, he could be having a down day, but you would never know because he would treat you with so much kindness and, you know, so much cheer. Wow. Yeah. I mean, with celebrities, you never know, you know, like, are they going to be nice in real life? Are they going to be stuck up in real life? But I feel like you never have to worry with Leslie. Like, you know, he always, he always seemed that way. And so to hear he was that way, you know, just confirms everything I would have thought. But yeah, I mean, this was a really fun, like I said, premise, this whole holiday special, they're bringing people back, you know, the stakes are high, because, you know, not only do you want to win challenges, but you're also winning money, you know, for these unbelievable causes. You know, do you feel like, though, the non elimination of it all, you know, 
I guess like, did that change the stakes at all for you? Like, or did it just make you even more excited because you could go bigger, you know, take bigger risks? Yeah, absolutely. I think that does play a part. I think, I think it does play a part because now like the, the pressure to win, you want to win, but there's no pressure on losing. Like if you lose, there's no elimination. So that kind of eases things up just a bit. Agreed. Not being, not having that threat and that stress of being eliminated was a, a real game changer in my opinion, because it allowed us to have, I feel like it allowed us to have more fun. We didn't have to worry about that. So we just had to worry about winning, not necessarily about losing because no one, you don't lose. You just, you just don't win, I guess. It's kind of hard to explain, <laughs> but yes. uh, it was a lot of fun. And uh, it, it was building for a cause such as these charities was also just an honor to do as well. Oh, for sure. And obviously, Dom, like we talked about, you had just come off of season three. So you were familiar with the set, the brick pit, where all the pieces were, those sort of things. Yeah, the the brick pit, the brick pit didn't change a whole lot since my absence because it was not like two weeks, <laughs> like two, three weeks <laughs> since I was there. So it was kind of like, you know, taking off the boots and then just putting them right back on. So I didn't have too much of a break. Pretty easy to get back into the, uh, the swing of things with a brick pit. So that was nice. Yeah. But what about you, Mel? Obviously, like it had been a couple seasons since you've been there. So was there that same learning curve like in episode one of your season? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They they totally changed that brick pit since I've been there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so only thing that was still in, in the same place was probably the two by fours. But everything else in the shelves were like totally different. Yes. Well, also, it moved from Los Angeles to Atlanta. So so some things are going to shift during transit, as they say. Um, but um, why don't we jump into then the episodes? Um, you know, this was really so much fun, especially the set. The set was like spectacular. All those amazing Christmas builds or holiday builds. Um, like I, I was I was so in awe of just even like the unveiling of all this stuff. But in this first challenge, you know, this was the this hilarious sleigh launching challenge where you had to build uh, this, you know, this new ride for Santa Claus, if you will, or, or whoever it was. They said, we'll be judging you on how well you bring holiday cheer, elf worthy craftsmanship and magical storytelling to your builds with this amazing holiday worthy snowmobile. And you only had six hours to do it. So I think people like forget, you know, six hours is really less than any challenge, any typical challenge yeah. that we had in the seasons. I think maybe the only other six hour challenges were maybe those like um, half challenges in some of the seasons, like I'm thinking about the Technic, uh, you know, uh, challenge from season two. But, you know, this is a really fun one. Mel, why don't we start with you then? Yours was the Carrot Hijacker. And, you know, this was a really fun, you know, just like kooky build with a fun character. But what was it like sort of like kicking things off with Leslie, someone who had never built before? And now, you know, we, we, we see very early on in the episode he's making, you know, uh, Lowell spheres uh, like snowballs that we see him making. So how did you take him to that level so quickly? Uh, I figured like with, with, with Leslie, he's, he, he loves the aesthetic. So, you know, and stuff like that, like a low spheres easy to us, but maybe not so easy to him. So I'm giving him, honestly, I'm giving him busy work. So he's kind of out of the way and I can kind of craft, but uh, he <laughs> is giving, he's, he's giving 100% on the character of, of what we built because he, you know, the, the, the snowman has a, has a story and the carrot has a story and, and, you know, and so like he, he's bringing these characters that we're building to life. And, uh, but yeah, um, I, you know, I kind of did that. I said, Hey, look, do you know, make me eight of them. And I really didn't need eight, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you gotta give, you gotta give Leslie something to do. Cause he, you know, he, he's a worker, right. You know, you know, he's going to work and he's a working machine. Yeah. Well, you know, we see in the middle of the challenge, um, you know, that like, uh, you're, you're giving some advice about how strong the frame of it may or may not be. And so you pivot 
and you have to rebuild, you know, maybe the whole thing. Tell, you know, w- tell us like what that was really like. Like, did you really take the whole thing apart? You know, what, what, what's the truth behind all that? Oh, yeah. I took that whole thing apart, what you saw right there. <laughs> I, took, I took it all apart because when Jamie came over and he explained the, the mechanism that would be launching these cars off, then at that point, I'm like, yeah, I definitely need to make this snowman just a bit stronger. So, yeah, yeah. So I took the whole thing apart and just bricked it up like so that way, you know, it doesn't implode on impact. Right. Um, yeah. I, I wish I would have went a little bit slender, but, I, you know, <laughs> snowmen, snowmen are robust. And so so are carrots like like angry carrots are robust, too. Yes. Well, I mean, that was halfway through the challenge. I think the time, at least that we were seeing on the show was like three hours, 23 um, minutes. So there really wasn't a lot of time left. So I'm glad that you were That's able right. to- That's right. Yeah. I built that thing in three hours. See that? I built that thing in three <laughs> hours. See? Yeah. That, it's impressive. But you got a lot of great feedback. And we saw it, you know, fire off. And it was a really spectacular, you know, like a contraption. You know, there's the ring of fire, the snow, the sparklers. And then, you know, they launch it off. We see the carrot guy fall off immediately. Uh, and then the whole thing just launches, flips forward you know, and goes 20 feet, six inches. What was it like to just see something you'd worked on for six hours, just get decimated by the launcher? And I say, I got to get used to that because I think the last thing we had that was destroyed on purpose like that was probably like Lego or, or something like that. So, yeah. but you know, just you're still, I'm still never used to like destroying a, a, a project, you know, that I spent six or 10 hours doing. Like, so it was, it was, you know, you get those mixed feelings a little bit. I'm glad we, it came off. The, the the ramp yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad it came off the ramp it didn't implode on impact so i think that was the goal so but it was satisfying it was good to see it was good to see leslie's face light up because to him like you know it was really like christmas you know it was like real christmas oh uh, so um you know any any other stories mel like that happened during this first challenge that we should know about oh um yeah, I, I love Leslie's hijacker, like hijacker stories. Like, you know, he, for whatever reason, he, he, you know, it is always like somebody evil hijacking somebody that's innocent. So like, I, I loved, <laughs> I loved his high, you know, the, the carrot hijacker, uh, uh, hijacking the snowman, you know, yes. so he, he's, a, he's definitely a good storyteller. Yeah. And there was a lot of great, like expressive faces, like on your carrot and that like poor snowman, like, you know, he, uh, he looked like, um, you know, like either he was terrified or maybe he was in on it. You know, he sort of had that mischievous look in his in his eyes. Maybe it was the sharp teeth. But yeah, that was a really fun build. But then we move on to uh, Dom and Cheryl. You know, this was the no present left behind. It was all a story about like the elf trying to get the last present to Santa's sleigh. This yeah. was a really fun one. Um, but I have to ask you a little bit about Cheryl, you know, just because part of a big part of this was Cheryl struggling with the brick pit. She says, they mm-hmm. all look very similar. I'm going to be a hindrance. Right. I think I'm not helpful. So talk to me about maybe Cheryl's like crisis of confidence here. So, yeah. So Cheryl's having a hard time getting an idea of the brick pit. And that's, I feel like my, that was kind of on me for not actually showing her properly where <laughs> things were. I think eventually later on I, I did. Um, but I was so used to uh, having Ethan in season three, knowing it's because he had a great idea of where things got, were in the brick pit. Um, uh, another thing I knew, I knew she wasn't going to be the best with Lego. So uh, a big push of our idea is that we're building a tree. Tree has limbs. Those are easy to replicate along with the strings of lights. So that I think really helped her. 
So because kind of like what Mel was saying earlier about giving our, the celebrities busy work, I, I had her make like a hundred um, branches for our tree. We probably use like 25 or 30, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it allowed me to work on the actual frame and make sure all the pins were locked in and sturdy. So this thing will, you know, shoot off the ramp and hopefully stick together. It didn't, but um, <laughs> uh, the, the build was a lot of fun. We really struggled on the idea at first. We were thinking, I know I remember she had the idea of what if we did like a grandfather clock and father time is bringing in the new year as a sleigh. So we had that idea going for us. And then we just had a basic Santa sleigh. And then eventually we came together and came up on the idea of Elroy, no present left behind, which I was really happy with. I think it's probably one of my favorite builds out of the entire Protector special. Um, Just because the way it came out. I mean, I was really happy with how um, Elroy himself turned out build and attached to him on and, you know, making a bunch of ornaments and presents to go around the tree. There's a lot of, a lot of details that I don't think got shown. Um, and uh, our, our build ended up get, getting launched the furthest because when it eventually <laughs> launched up the ramp through the ring of fire, I think before it even left the ramp, all of, all of the, the branches just completely fell off. And I think yeah. along with Elroy. So we just had this <laughs> base of our sleigh just nothing on it so it just flew like right across the room went like over 30 feet or something it was it was great worked out perfectly I think. yes 27 feet 10 inches um the furthest like you said and my only notes here it says everything fell off during the launch only their triangular base launched and it soared through the air and leaned forward before landing but yeah it was like this little green pizza slice that yeah just yeah I, uh, I made sure that it was you know with, you know, aerodynamics and launching stuff, because I'm an expert at that, apparently. Uh, I made sure it was very <laughs> low, low to the ground, uh, very flat. Uh, made sh- I, I remember testing the center of balance. I remember holding it with like two fingers and trying to find the center of balance in the middle, uh, which was, I think that took like half an hour just to figure that out. But eventually it all figured out, it all worked out. Uh, it, it went the furthest, which was my main goal was to just go the furthest to guarantee that top two spot. Yeah, well, there, there was another funny sequence um, or a couple of funny sequences. One where Will asks if you've yelled at her, her yet. Um, but, you know, we know Lego yes. Masters is not that kind of show. Uh, but there was also another part where they, where you talked about the holidays. You know, Cheryl says, you know, on the, over the holidays, you give presents. And you said, no, you get presents. You really enjoy the getting of presents. And so yeah, do you think like I'll, there was just like a generational gap between the two of you on certain things? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we both come from different worlds, different times. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, do I, I mean, I will say that I, I, I'm not that way in real life. I was just doing it for uh, as a bit. I love giving presents. I give all my friends presents every year um <laughs> but i knew I, th- I thought it'd be funny to be like actually she's just the best part's getting presents which is still partially true <laughs> yeah exactly and then the last piece was um you know there was a lot of talk in this episode you know jamie asks you like who's your biggest competition and you say boone because you wouldn't yes. even be here if you hadn't watched boone on lego masters but you said and now it's my time to shine and so, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, this kind of is very reminiscent of your character in season three. You know, you were like the, we're here to show everyone we're here to compete. And now you're taking on, you know, Boone of all people from season one. H- how how important was it for you to beat Boone? Um, it was a huge milestone. I never <laughs> would have thought I'd be in the same room as Boone, to be honest. I mean, he was a huge inspiration of, you know, my brand such as Corey Adam and me getting back into Lego. Um, so to beat in a competition with him and 
in a in a, a scenario like this back on Lego Masters was surreal, and I knew this was this was a once in a lifetime fluke, missed the opportunity, and I knew I had to take advantage of it, and this was my time to shine and try to outbuild them and beat them in the challenge, um, and that I did. And I, I built my heart out and I put a lot of thought into it. And it was just, it was crazy. And I have a, a fun story of when I actually met Boone, I was completely starstruck. So this was like, <laughs> he, his flight got delayed and he comes to the hotel and I'm, and I'm walking out to get like supplies. Uh, I didn't know he was there. So I, I get into the lobby and there this guy is, this six, six tall bearded man with a plaid shirt on. And he turns around <laughs> and he says, you must be dumb. And I'm just like, I, I slowly like, sh- give him my hand to shake him and like you're, you're, you're Boone. And I had a total fangirl moment. It was awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, you don't know who Cheryl Hines crazy. is, but like, but Boone, oh my gosh. Boone, Boone was my, like, that's the celebrity man. And Mel, of course, this guy's awesome. Yeah. I couldn't believe I was like in a room with like these Lego legends and like, there's just me for some reason. But that's some how I feel dude on the podcast three. every week. <laughs> that's how I feel I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I get all these people from the other seasons. They somehow want to be on a podcast with me, the the only non-Lego master. Uh, so I, I definitely know the feeling. And Boone, if you've never seen him in person, he is, like you said, a very, very tall Big guy. dude. Like, so, very intimidating. Yeah. But he's super sweet and he's super <laughs> nice. And we love Boone. We love him. Oh, my gosh. Yes. He's been on the podcast, too. So, uh, you know, I've been very lucky um, to get to to hang out with him a little bit. But this was a really fun build. There were so many little details, like you had mentioned. There was, um, you know, elves, there was uh, the animals, like a rabbit, a chameleon, a Dalmatian. There's flames out the back. Um, mm-hmm. And then I just loved your little tiny elf with the longest arms, just, you know, holding that. Yes, present holding that head. present. He, <laughs> had, he had that present. Um, <laughs> that present wasn't, it was like offset because of how the elf's arms were constructed. So I had to use some weird jumper play build techniques to get him to actually hold on to it. And then I don't think it got shown, but on the one side towards the base of the tree, I managed to recreate and rebuild one of Ethan's and I's monkeys from Monkey Mutiny. So Monkey Mutiny is in that build. Yes. I actually have a little, little bit of just going to ask you about it. Um, but yes, I, I had a feeling that was an Easter egg of sorts. But yeah, yeah, this was a really fun build. But like we talked about, it went the furthest, but it also won the challenge. So, you know, top two, you and uh, you and Cheryl and Robin and Boone, and you managed to beat him. You know, what was it like sort of now you're in the all star game and you win a first your first challenge? Uh, we won the first challenge and I, I beat Boone and I was just like, all right, I'm set. <laughs> I'm set. I did what I came to do. And, uh, and I'm and I was so happy. I was so pumped because it really then I was to be honest, I wasn't sure if I even deserved that spot for the holiday special because I didn't. I mean, after my run on season three, I wasn't feeling like I was the best builder in the world, but it definitely boosted my confidence. And I, I definitely felt like just to be on that level again was also like, this is awesome. This is so, so cool. And the fact that, you know, I beat Robin and Boone, Boone, the <laughs> season three finalist. Ah, oh, crazy. It was awesome. Yes. Well, and Cheryl, you know, she says, uh, I want to keep winning. And and we see her like getting fairly competitive through a lot of the yeah, episodes. Her competitive nature really started getting into play. Like she would be like, uh, something wouldn't go our way. And she like turned to me and whispered like that was that was so bro, bro, she, 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 she's, she a, she's a Kennedy. Like they're natural born winners. Like she's a Kennedy. Yeah. Man. Like, yeah. He's a fighter. Like, they, they, she does not like losing, winners, man. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, nobody likes losing, but, but I feel like Cheryl was like the most somehow like invested, you know, like, like, you know, if she was very her, invested emotionally, yeah. <laughs> physically, mentally. <laughs> oh, well, it was a great first episode. 
And of course, we go immediately into the next episode, just the very next day in real time. This was like a Lego uh-huh. Masters overload. And this um, challenge was all about how, you know, he doesn't want his, Santa doesn't want his stodgy old sleigh anymore. He's looking for an upgrade. And, you know, this was essentially like a new version, a new take on the classic bridge challenge from season one. And Mel, you know, we see this like, you know, you know, Boone talks about his win. And then Mel says, Mel, I'm sorry, this is your Waterloo. Mel, how did yours do? And you said, Will, you know how mine went. And (laughs) so talk to me, like, what was it like to hear this challenge? I feel like normally on the show, you hear a challenge and you're like, oh, it's going to be hard, but I get this fun new chance to, to do something new. But for you, this was like, this was a, this is a repeat that maybe hit home. Yeah, this was like a punch in the gut. Like uh, I didn't, I didn't pick up on it when he was when he, he was talking about Santa's new sleigh, and he had me all the way. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, we built the sleigh, great. And then he started explaining like the weighted stuffed animals, and then it hit me. I was like, oh man, you can see my face on it. Like, oh man, not this. And all I'm thinking is, man, Jermaine's not here. I have six hours instead of eight this time. And I got a little guy with me, like, you know, I, I'm, there's no way I can do this. There's no way, like, there's absolutely no way. Yeah. The bricks were stacked against you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to take Will's job down um, if you keep coming up with good puns like that. Uh, but <laughs> I'm planning on it, man. That'd be sick. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because when I ask, you know, former contestants, what is the challenge from a different season that they would really want to do? Many, mm-hmm. many people say the bridge challenge from season one. So, Dom, when you saw this challenge, was this one that you were excited to take on? Uh, yeah, it was. It was. But um, I, I definitely went with the, the worst strategy possible because I remember watching that episode from season one. But I don't remember exactly who won or what technique that they used. So I went, you know, technic. You know, that'll, that'll work. I think that I think that one in season one uh, turns out I was wrong. <laughs> Um, but no, I was really looking forward to this challenge. And, uh, I mean, I was coming off the win from the first challenge. So I was like, you know what? I'm content. Let's just have fun. I mean, or so I'm still going to try to win this and do it, uh, give Cheryl a great build, but, uh, I'm not, I'm not too stressed about it anymore. And I knew how much, how important this was for Mel. So I was looking really forward to see his build and Boone's build. And yeah, we only had six hours to build these huge sleighs that were i believe longer than the bridge challenge so we have less time and they're supposed to be i think six feet across and i think the bridge challenge might have been four or five i just i just i don't exa- exactly remember that what the, men- the dimensions were but i just knew <laughs> that it was longer yeah you got them backwards son you oh. got them backwards <laughs> oh okay whatever the bridge, but the bridge um, was longer <laughs> was the bridge challenge longer yeah yeah they were longer oh well I, there were bridges. <laughs> there were bridges, and we had to build them. Now we had to build sleighs to hold stuff, and we had to hold like build walls. It was a tough challenge. I'm gonna tell you, Mike. Like they, they had to talk me off the ledge, man, because like you know, yeah, you know, at that point I was like, look, you know, y'all can give me my ticket. I can go home because this is like too much stress. This is uh, this stress. I'm, I, I'm reliving exactly, you know, what I I got out of here for, and I was like, yeah, I just. I just wasn't up and poor Leslie is sitting in the corner like, oh, my God, let me let me get another let me get another partner. Like, look, can I have another partner? <laughs> <laughs> this oh, one's broken. Oh, I know. It's almost like the show turned into fear factor for you. You know, it's like 
you know, you had to do something, you, you, you faced your fear and you didn't really ever probably want to have to do that again. Um, but all right, well, let's start with you on this one, Dom. Your build was It Takes Two, Mr. and Mrs. Claus, Delivering Gifts. It's a little date night. How did you and Cheryl come up with this concept? So with this challenge, I definitely let Cheryl take the reins on this one when it came to the story idea and concept, because I just, why not? Um, and we start off, uh, I, I immediately had an idea when the challenge started to just run and get some technic pieces. So I just had them and start working on them. Then we could, you know, because every slave, I knew we had to build a base. So I want to get that done while we talk about our idea. So I'm building that. We start going over ideas, go back and forth between a few Santa ones, and we eventually land on the one where it's like a date night with Mrs. Claus and Santa. And, uh, we, we get a color scheme. We think white because, you know, white's pretty streamlined. It's snow. And we, you know, we build little details like milk and cookies and some wreaths and some, of course, more Christmas lights, of course. <laughs> and uh, I, I did manage to build a monkey. I didn't get shown, but he was on the, I think he was like on the side that the camera wasn't facing, but there was a monkey in that build somewhere um, uh, because we love monkeys. Um, <laughs> but uh, this, the, the main build itself was um, the, the skis and the base, which uh, ended up failing us because I think I misaligned them incorrectly. I know Jamie warned me about it, but I wasn't too worried <laughs> about this challenge considering that I kind of had a feeling that no matter what I do, Mel and Boone, they have the experience. They're obviously going to get top two. There's no way I'm competing with these two legends here. So uh, I kind of just had fun with it, hope for the best. And it um, it held some weight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did. Help. It did hold some weight. Um, thankfully, um, we were able to make it to 86 pounds. So that's 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 no uh, that's no slouch uh, there. That's like a and small child. So I'm, I'm happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would have been funny if eventually it would hold enough weight that you could have just climbed into your little sleigh and just you know, yeah. I I balanced. at one point I was this close to being like, do I just just jump in the sleigh, have it crash, and get yelled at, and some of the consequences later? But I knew I still had two more <laughs> challenges, and the last thing I need is like a twisted ankle or something from jumping in a sleigh. So I decided yes. Not. Well, I know that you were hard on yourself when it comes to the techniques, but Jamie did give you um you know some some kudos there. He said. Uh, and I smile when I look at the techniques you've used. You've got sideways building for those skids on the bottom. You've also got technic right to the core of that. Um, so, you know, in general, he had a, he had some concerns, but he was impressed sort of at the way you were able to recover, I feel like, from a technique standpoint. But was there any anything like funny or something that we should know from this episode for you and Cheryl? Ooh, let me think. Um... Well, we did see Cheryl and Will dabbing. Was there more to that that we maybe should know? Yeah, they started dabbing and they were start, starting to be like hip and cool and trying to be young again, which really just wasn't, it wasn't that, it wasn't it, Chief. And it, um, <laughs> there was definitely some secondhand, was, there was some secondhand embarrassment there. And I, I definitely wanted to just leave, but I just kept on building, powered through it. Um, but yeah, just, later on, yeah, Will and Cheryl decide to torment me, uh, torment me even further. But we'll get to that. <laughs> well, um, it, you really had um, like, ah, oh, mom, you're embarrassing me. Energy. Yeah, um, it was very just like, oh, mom, stop, <laughs> God, you're embarrassing me in front of the cool Lego masters, God. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is a really fun one. But Mel, you know, like we said, this was the big one for you. Um, you know, we see that you know, you really took this to heart. You know, you said, you know, uh, I'm having heart palpitations are happening. I'm freaking out. You say pride is all I have. Failure is just something I can't do twice. And so like, you know, talk to me about what it was like to then 
finally get yourself going on this challenge? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, looked over at Leslie and, and realized that, like, you know, the clock is ticking. So it's, it's go. I, you know, I, you know, it's uh, either all or nothing at this point. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking about what happened before. And so my first thoughts are to not do what I did last time and so uh, you know I, and i made i made the conscious decision that i'm staying away from technic i'm staying away from technic I'm, I'm gonna use plates i'm gonna use bricks i probably try to figure out how to use you know tyler's tyler's you know technique where he using plates stacking plates and bricks and so that's that's the first route that i started to go and uh it was it was it was cool and then so i'm thinking like you know all right let me get some creativity from from leslie and you know we talking about you know a rocket right so how about a rocket you know and so like maybe we put santa in a rocket sleigh and we, we figured out rocket around the christmas tree so i'm thinking like all right well what i'm going to do is i'm going to make the sides curved and like a rocket you know i could, I could do that until leslie knocked it down <laughs> just as jamie jamie was saying something he was like look don't make it round just go straight up he was like look just Make it straight up. He said, you know, putting all that curvature to it is taking too much time. Just just do what you know. And as soon as he said that, you know, uh, you know, Leslie whipped in and, and and it fell off the side. The side fell off. So it's like, all right, let me let me do what I know. And um, <laughs> yeah, so, so, poor Leslie took because he was like, are you kidding me? Like, he's like, you kidding me? <laughs> When I tell you, it's not a big deal, you know. It's not, you know. It it was it was hard to pull through, right? Because it, it meant a lot to me, but I didn't wanna, I didn't wanna be the reason for failure by not trying, right? Not yeah. doing my best, and so that's why, I, you know, I kind of pulled through and 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 got my act together and and figured out, you know. And Jamie, Jamie, and Amy, they are on it, man. Like they they come by and they give you quick tips and stuff like that. And, and, and that, that helped me persevere a lot. Yeah. Well, Jamie gives you, you know, some advice. He says, you know, don't be afraid to think of additional ways to lock it. Like sideways locking is always good. And of course, Technic. And so you go back to Technic to just give it a little bit of that extra strength. And mm -hmm. I'm glad you did, uh, because we can see here, you know, just, and I hate to do this to you, Dom, but let's not forget Dom was able to hold 85 pounds <laughs> and Mel's build was able to hold 320 pounds. Um, yeah. So this is really exciting. And I, I sort of felt like your confidence was building with every additional stuffed animal that you placed on it. So what was it like to like go through the painstaking, like the fear moment of ever knowing any time you place something on there, it could strain, it could crack, it could break. But and then how did it feel like maybe as you were starting to do pretty good? Yeah, yeah it felt good. Once I got past the 86, which I think that's close to the weight of that bridge. At that point, nothing else to me, nothing else mattered because I, I broke that threshold. And then when I got to the point where like now I'm we're in number we're in number one, like we're we're in first place, which I never been in first place in any challenge at Lego Masters. That right there kind of brought me to tears because I and, and Will said something and I told him, I said, Look, man, like last time I stood right here, you know, I went home. You know, it was it was it was a different story, but now you know, I'm I'm starting to see the you know the light at the end of this tunnel, and I, you know I think I'm going to win. Like, and, and so it's different. You know, it's totally different. Yeah, when it speaks, I think to like the other aspect of this challenge because you did end up winning, and even though Mel, uh, Robin and Boone's build was able to hold more, 
those creative components, even having to pivot after, uh, you know, with the technic pieces or even with Leslie, you know, knocking a wall down, you're able to pick it up and you had an, a great enough of a concept and a playfulness and, and, and creativity that it was able to clinch you the win, the win in the second challenge. What did it feel like? Like, like, listen, you'd already sort of vindicated yourself, like you said, but what did it feel like to win? Oh, it was like, it was unreal, man. It was unreal. It was like a, a 500 pound gorilla just lifted off my back, man. And it, that I've been carrying for two years, you know, and I, yeah. you know, and I think that, you know, and here's anybody that's listening, like, you know, you take your, you take your wins and your losses the same. Like, you know, honestly, I never took that loss, that loss I, that I took in, at Lego Masters a couple of years back. I didn't take it well, you know, and, and I think winning helped me to put that loss into perspective. And so you take your losses and your wins just the same. Like, you know, you, you have to you have to maintain positivity throughout throughout life through your loss and wins. Yeah. I mean, great advice. And I love like there's a moment like sort of I think when they send you off or, or maybe it was just before that. And Will says, I'm happy for Mel. And Jamie said he earned this one, you know, and so it's one of those things where they didn't say that to your face. But, you know, but it goes to show that like. Will, Jamie, Amy, like they care, especially with you coming back, you know, like that was that cool to see on the edited show? Yeah, it definitely was. Definitely was. You know, um, you know, I know like like sometimes we'll like to mix it up with me every now and again. And, uh, <laughs> and, and you know, I, I obliged him sometimes, you know, and uh, like he, he he interrupted us and, and I told him so he's going to interrupt us anyway. Right. So I like I like getting tippy with, with Will, but it's good that it was good to see that, like you said, they they care, you know. They can and, and they sure. know who you, they, they know who I am and they care. Absolutely. Well, that takes us to the final episode of the Bricktacular, episode three. Yeah, but there's two challenges this time around. You know, they they have to take it up another notch. This first challenge was all about toys, and you had to invent mm-hmm. kind of the next great holiday toy. And this was a, a really fun one because you also had to do an infomercial. Um, you know, which was, you know, putting your celebrities skills maybe, you know, out in the forefront more than we'd ever seen before. So, uh, you know, Don, why don't we start with you and Cheryl? Yours was the treacherous treasure hunt. This was a board game. Um, and so talk to us about this one, because this one, I feel like was such a unique idea. And I think it, it you know, it definitely got a lot of, I think, kids very excited. Um, you know, friend of the podcast, uh, Lego master Dave Coletta. Uh, talked about how his son, after this episode, wanted to build a board game himself. So, you know, this was clearly mm-hmm. a fun concept. So I'd love to hear, how did you guys get here? And what was it like during this part of the challenge? So believe it or not, Cheryl and I had very different ideas at the beginning. I wanted to build some sort of like super articulated action robot toy that had like lights and sound and interchangeable weapons and it'd be a really fun toy. And then Cheryl wanted to build a farm with animals and because kids love animals and you can play farm and like there'd be a barn and we both were like that's no good um so then we eventually were like what if we did a board game and i was like i love that idea so <laughs> we 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 go with you know what's what's an iconic thing the jungle so eventually basically we built jumanji but we didn't because it's not that anywho so we had this jungle theme 
treasure hunt. At the end, we had the treasure. And to get to the end, it was a race with all the adventurers. So you had to um, go through the jungle and avoid all these booby traps, which were interactive. That's where the toy comes into play. Um, so they were all super fun. You know, we had like a geyser. We had a snake pit. We had a spider. We had a gang of monkeys. We had uh, the big one. The, 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 uh, the powered up one was the hidden tiger that if he got too close, um, he'd swipe you completely off the board. Um, it was super fun to build. Uh, it was, Cheryl and I had a, a lot of fun building the, it. it um, she built most of the board, uh, leveled it up so we could uh, put in like little snake pits and stuff. So we had the elevation and then she worked on a lot of the trees, which love the trees. We love building trees, um, <laughs> trees and reefs. We love building trees and reefs. So <laughs> we had a lot of fun. Uh, building that, I managed to, you know, like I said, the the gang of monkeys. So there's another reference to the monkeys. Um, but uh, we had fun building the characters, overall the idea. And then I even just, as a quick gag, um, last minute, I built like with some mixel joints and a few plates, like an instruction booklet <laughs> to tell you the, the rules of the game, which I thought was really funny. Um, and it, overall, it was probably, probably one of my favorite builds of all time. It was just a lot of fun. And after the episode aired, I got a bunch of direct messages on social media being like, where is this game? I want to play this game. A lot of people would reach out to me asking if I could rebuild it or some instructions <laughs> for it which I don't think I have, I don't want, I don't want to, nor do I have the time to do it. Um, <laughs> but it, uh, a lot of people said I, I was robbed. A lot of people said I had like the best one there. And I was like, you know what? I can't necessarily agree with that because, you know, uh, Limicorn was pretty silly. Limicorn and pretty was cool. pretty hot, man. Yeah, the Limicorn was pretty hot. Yeah. pretty hot um <laughs> but it, it was it was really cool to hear a bunch of feedback from the community being like hey yeah i should have won i was like you know what i don't think so personally but i appreciate it. but no yeah she yes. and i had a lot of fun and to the the infomercial we we struggled on because um uh, i've never done an infomercial before so i don't think our sales pitch was quite good enough to get us in top two as as you saw but overall it was a really fun challenge and show i had a great time yes well you, you, you always have to remember whether you're young or old you go get that gold uh you, you go know, get that you gold <laughs> you, you go get that gold that. <laughs> well and they had a really fun like like lego masters shopping network overlay uh in the edited show yeah. the, the price was 500 dollars, but it was 99 percent off today and you could get it for five dollars which i felt like was a good wow. price per piece ratio on this price. one. That's insane. <laughs> there had to be like, that had to be at least 5,000 pieces. There was a lot of pieces. Of a markdown. Yeah. It was That's a heavy a build. Of a markdown. <laughs> well, and, and you know, this was a jungle theme too. You know, Dom, did you feel like this was at all meant to be like a redemption for your mini golf episode, episode eight build? Because that was also a jungle theme. It was also, yeah. So initially I didn't think of it, but I think I did that subconsciously. Um, it was mainly a nod, the, the idea I thought of uh, adventurers because it was an adventure. So I thought of what was one of the more ones I liked. Uh, from that theme, and they, they they eventually went to the jungle. They started off in the desert theme, which I was like, yeah, that's not, it was scorpions, boohoo. But um, it was very and heavily inspired by uh, Johnny Thunder. A little nod, a little kickback to that theme. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess it definitely could be a reference to um, the temple that we Ethan and I built. Yeah, maybe that's like the 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 last part of the game. You know, you get at the end, you got to play one whole mini golf. <laughs> yeah, play one whole mini golf. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it w that was definitely a, a redeem redemption factor for me too because it was a powered up functions and that kind of what failed us on our season three challenge. So I know there's a lot of heat coming into it uh, with the powered up function, but I managed to keep my cool 
I stayed calm. I didn't overcomplicate things. It was a simple mechanism that I knew was going to work. And if it didn't, it was, it was still going to work anyway. Um, yeah. But no, it was it definitely after that challenge, although we didn't place top two, I, I was fairly proud with it. And I'm glad that's behind me. Yes. No, it, was, it was a very fun one. And, and Leslie and Mel's build was also very fun. The gingerbread adventure for all. And this was a giant gingerbread castle, um, you know, which was honestly enormous, Mel. So tell us what we didn't huge. know about this one. <laughs> so I'm probably, I feel like I probably should have built small, right? Like given like, I forget, like what we had like four hours or something like that. Like something, <laughs> something like that. It was like, you know, I probably I think it was like another but six hour challenge. It was a six-hour challenge. It was a six-hour challenge. I think so. I definitely should have built small, but um, they. I, I asked Leslie. I said, "Hey, man, look, you know, this is this is your go. What do you think we should build?" And he was like, "I want to build a toy for everyone." He said, "You know, like he was like, you know, at one point he wanted to play with pom poms and, and and play with the Barbie dolls and stuff like that, and that was frowned upon when you know in his time, and so he wanted to build a toy." that every little boy and girl, no matter how how they felt or how they identify themselves, that they would have a fun enjoyment like everyone else. And so we came up with the concept of a gingerbread castle with a, with a magic dragon and a magic waterfall. And, uh, you know, it had a lot of magic and a lot of pieces to it. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, you know, you know, which was great, too, because, I, you know, I, you know, I, I kind of went back into, you know, season one. And, you know, kind of mimic Jermaine's waterfall through the building. And so, you know, I knew that technique. So I was like, all right, I could do the waterfall. We can make the magic dragon. And, you know, the idea was to get these pieces start to look like candy, cooks and, you know, cookies and cake. Right. And uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And 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 my man tap dance for us like he tap danced. <laughs> and I've never <laughs> laughed so hard. Cause thought, he was tap dancing for like five minutes, and he only used like ten seconds of the clip. Five minutes. It was. It was hilarious. Twenty minutes. It was a whole was, show. Like it was like it was like a matinee show, Michael. It really was. It really was. I was almost on my knees laughing and crying so hard because he he's never tap danced a day in his life. <laughs> he told me he's never he told me he never tapped dance a day in his life and i was like where'd you learn how to do that he's just he just did it, it yeah, he's an actor man he's an actor he was going my man was going they gave him tap shoes he had the pom-poms and he was rolling i i think i was i must have been fooled because in my notes i said um his dancing was legit is what i said in my notes because i actually took tap dance in college so I like recognize some real moves. So if you're telling me he's never tap dance, he must have just made up like what I believe are correct tap dancing moves. <laughs> and that was very impressive. <laughs> yeah, I think he, he probably he probably didn't tap dance somewhere. Like you talk about being in performing arts and like you want to be an actor and tap dance is like right in, in there because you perform in art. So but yes. he, he yeah. definitely did that. And he, he sold he sold that gingerbread castle. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, and, and your Lego Master Shopping Network details was very funny as well. Uh, you know, as a reminder, you know, Sherilyn Dom's build was originally $500, but discounted to $5. And your build was just originally $40, even though it was by far the largest build out of any of them. And it was discounted <laughs> though, to only $15. You know, so like, 
Well, I don't understand how these prices worked out, but uh, you know, but great deals to be had on the Lego Master Shopping Network. <laughs> um, right. But this is a very cool one, and I also one thing I'll say about your technique, Mel, is those giant cylinders with the two by two bricks. Like that was a technique I really hadn't seen, and I thought that yeah. was so cool. Yeah, yeah. I had, I had, uh, I, I did the first one, and that no, no, I'm lying. I did the the first one. I had, I, I did the first two rows. And I told Leslie, I said, look, these are the pieces that you need. And just and he just he he knocked them all out all all by himself. And that, at that point, I knew he was all in. He, he was at that point. Yeah. Yes. This was a very fun challenge. Uh, you know, the one thing I have to ask is how long did it take to get the theme or the like the theme song for Boppy the Hip Hop Lemurcorn out of your heads? <laughs> oh, man, it's still in oh, my it's head. Still, it still haunts me, man. <laughs> Dude, it still haunts me. If I, don't, I, I if close I don't, my eyes and I wake up in a in a wet in a cold sweat, and all I hear is Bobby the Hip Hop Lemurcorn. Bobby the Hip Hop. I, I hate I it. If I don't walk through a Walmart and see a Bobby plushies doll somewhere, like somebody need to make some money fast because Bobby is it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but we then move on to the final challenge, the finale of the finale. Um, which was all about creating snow globes. Um, so this was a really just like unique contraption that you were building in to create mm -hmm. this snow globe effect. And there was, um, you know, there was some kind of extra things to this. Who was going to get assigned, you know, which of the different themes, you know, mm -hmm. for this one here, um, we see that, you know, Leslie and Mel were assigned the snowy woodland forest. And we see that uh, Cheryl and Dom were assigned the tropical holiday. You know, Mel, were you excited about this one? Is this the one you wanted or was there another one you would have liked more? Nah, I wanted the one that Dom actually had. Because look, I'm a kid. I'm, I'm really? from Jersey City. I'm from Jersey City, New Jersey. I ain't never seen a snowy woodland forest in my life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't even know uh, what creatures are in the woodland forest to begin with. So, you know, when I got it, you know, Leslie was happy. And I'm like, oh, man, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when Sarita didn't know what a centaur was in season two. Uh, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But Dom, what about you? Were you excited with Tropical Holiday? Um, Not a, not at first, but after, you know, com conversing with Shell, it, it started to make sense because we both have experience uh, in Miami, in Florida. Uh, during the holiday season. So we had that going for us, which I think was huge and really helped. And it was hard to get, you know, a good um, build at first, a good idea. But we managed to land on something and it, and it worked out. I think it worked out pretty well. I was pretty proud of it. Yeah, for sure. But why don't we then start with you, Mel? Yours mm -hmm. and Leslie's, your snowy fairy forest, um, you know, was a really fun one. Uh, you know, there's uh, also a moment where Leslie was singing, here comes Santa Claus. And then Will says, and then you do you pop out of a birthday cake and Leslie says nude and everyone's all like, go back in. What, what was it like <laughs> to have Leslie on set during this one? I I, I feel like maybe he's that been looping now after three oh, challenges. Funny moments that that are unheard. Leslie is it, man. Like he he made so <laughs> many jokes. Like when we were in our in our our uh, uh, interview uh, uh, phase of, of the whole thing, he was making jokes and and that I, I myself couldn't say, but he had a good time adding fairies to this build, I say, because what he said when he told the producer, I can't say, but it was funny because it was like, you know, it, you didn't expect it coming from him, but it was funny <laughs> and he laughed. And so it was like, you know, um, 
he, he, he was just always on cue and he knew the right joke to say at the right time. Yeah, I know. And, and even like, I feel like, you know, here in this final challenge, we, it sort of feels like a culmination. You know, there's like a, a section where you talk about how you work really well together as a team that Leslie takes feedback really well. And, and you sort of feel like maybe you're now finally in a rhythm here in this last challenge. Is that how it felt? Yeah, absolutely. Um, because like I said, he was easy. He was easy to do like aesthetic stuff. Like, so I, I, and I said, Leslie, all I need you to do is make this place pretty, make it a snowy woodland forest. You know, I, I work on a magical tree. I said, I'll work on the, um, I work on a, you know, the magical ravine and that, that lit up underneath. And, and uh, I said, all I need you to do is make make a couple of characters and make, you know, out of and he he went and got all of the minifigures and, and he not one looked the same. He even made a will, a will fairy. Yeah, <laughs> who uh, it says the Arnett Barry who rides in on a bear with a sword. Um, that was in part of your story, which I loved. Um, but yeah. And then, you know, at one point you test the globe and you notice that the fairies are touching the top of the globe. Was it like a was was it hard to sort of build in this unique apparatus? Yeah, I mean, unless you're gauging it, and I think I saw Dom do it a couple of times, take the globe on and just check for for clearance. And 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 back again, I, everything that I built is usually on a large scale, and so I probably should have built this tree just a bit smaller. But um, <laughs> it it worked out because I was able to move the fairies after you know testing it, and and they were hitting the globe. I was able to move the fairies in a downward position so they they would, you know, hit the globe. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, the the fun part about this was that, like we said, it's a snow globe. And so when they mm -hmm. turn on this machine and you get to see the snow just like falling all over yeah. your build, like what was it like? Because obviously that wasn't something they probably tested before you actually yeah. got to see it. Yeah, you, you're holding your breath and it's like, all right, lights on. And then you put your motion and all the snow starts rolling through. And and at that point, then it becomes magical. Once they start pumping the, all this, the snow particles through and mm -hmm. it, it looks great. Like it looks it looks awesome. Yes, it really did. Honestly, there was like a lot of like, you know, the trees, the mushrooms, a lot of snowy sections, uh, you know, but obviously there was also like it was melting, like spring was coming. So it really, it had like a really nice story to it. Um, and yeah. you got some really great feedback, you know, like, um, you know, uh, Amy said, what I think is really awesome is that you created this whole magical universe. And so it really just goes to show between your strong building and, and Leslie adding all those additional like story elements that you were really able to flesh this one out. Um, so I have to imagine you were pretty proud of this one when it was all said and done. Yeah, and I was. I'm glad that I was able to incorporate like Leslie in it a lot. Like you know, I had him. You know, he he did he he did do a lot on this build. It wasn't all me or fifty percent me. It was it was mostly him on this one. And uh, uh, I mean, he he came up with the with the concept, and he you know he 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 definitely put his his aesthetic feel onto it you know i wanted to i wanted him to own this bill yes well and it really came together so definitely you should be proud of this one and then cheryl and dom your build like we talked about was miracle in miami <laughs> you know that classic christmas movie we all yep, love you know um, <laughs> but talk to us about this build because there was really quite i think more to this build than we got to see you know i, I get to see everything because i pause it like a lunatic mm -hmm. and i look at all the details but talk to me about you know, sort of like how you put this whole thing together and, and packing in all those fun stories. Right. So the original idea was to have a big Santa uh, uh, surfing in, in, in the ocean, just him on a surfboard, 
surfing, maybe a little tiki bar in the back. Um, but that uh, that was a little hard for us to build at the same time. That doesn't give um, Cheryl all up to build on her own without me like guiding her every step of the way. So we ended up, um, what, what if we did a beach scene and then Miami in the background because we thought of, you know, snow globes, typically like a city snow globe, you have a little cityscape and then there's something in front yeah. of it as the main focal point. Um, so we went with that approach and we did the, the, we, we went for some pastel Miami colors for the buildings. And then we did a lot of just like fun snow activities, but on a beach because it's snowing in Miami. So this is like, the, you know, people, you know, Floridians first time seeing snow for, you know, and, and all that jazz. Um, so we, uh, for the skyline, we made, I made sure that all the buildings were hollow because they were, they gave us these special light packs, these strings of lights that we could like change the colors on. So uh, I made it, it was very tedious, but I spent about an hour just stringing lights up and down through these buildings. So we have them all lit up and then um, they were hidden underneath the, uh, we did a little bit of road in the background. So you have a little bit of cars. So there's some life back there. And then that also is where I hid the mechanism for the moon. And the whole story point is that uh, once in a blue moon in Miami, it snows. So we had a blue moon and because it's blue, <laughs> it snows in Miami. Why? Um, Christmas magic. That's why. So, yeah. uh, you know, we had um, Cheryl focused a lot on the water and building some water scenes and, you know, coming up with ideas of what we could do. So we had some kids you know, having a snowball fight. There was a tiki bar. There was kids making a snowman. There was kids uh, sledding. There was a guy. There was a guy on a jet ski. Uh, Mrs. and uh, Mrs. Claus and Santa Claus, um, they were visiting. They were, I mean, the story, another story was that uh, they were in Miami uh, on a little vacation after delivering <laughs> all the Christmas presents. So this was their little vacation after the holiday season. So we have a, a nicely built sleigh there. Um, what else was there? There was a few palm trees lit up. We had, um, uh, I managed to build a snowman monkey. So monkey in that okay. build. Okay check that off. Uh, but it was a lot of fun just playing with minifigures and setting them up and having little interactive stories. And I will mention that um, Cheryl was really invested in this build. She put her heart and soul into this. This was like our last hurrah and she, we had a great time. Um, yeah. Now, yeah. And I made sure to regularly check if it was going to fit in the globe because it's a globe. So it's, it's kind of skinny at the bottom and then it, you know, widens up in the middle and then it goes skinny at the top. So I had to make sure that um, any of the palm trees wouldn't, you know, hit when the skinny part would go under. So I made sure to check it very, a lot. <laughs> yes. Well, this one turned out very cool. And the snow effect, I think really like sold your story, especially on this one. You know, I think some of the other ones like, yeah. you know, even like uh, Robin and Boone's like snowing in the toy factory made way less sense than this scene where the snowing outside was the whole story. So I, I love, mm -hmm. and I think like that's how you do well in Lego Masters in general is sort of think, okay, the conceit of the challenge how do I let that really inspire and add yeah. to the story of my build? And I think mm -hmm. you really did a great Thank job you. there. I always try to have like a like a reason. Exactly. And then there's one story I had to ask you about, which was about Cheryl's family hot sauce challenges. Oh that boy, she does the, this was yeah. So um, <laughs> you know, people have family traditions, and hers is a hot sauce eating challenge. You the the viewer only saw a little bit of this about the first cracker we went up all the way to the highest scale which did not get shoulders i'm very upset because i was <laughs> it was hilarious i mean will kept just avoiding eating it but i kept going i was a champ i got up to the hottest level and it was it was wild is also at the at this point that will just kept saying really weird phrases and memes like sus and imposter 
and it, it totally cringed me out and it totally broke me. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't be there. I had to walk away, but uh, yeah, I'm a little disappointed that the hot sauce eating challenge didn't get fully shown because I was, it was really funny. It was hilarious. <laughs> yes. It looked hilarious. I can't say that I would sign myself up to do it over the holidays, but I'm glad that you took uh, one for the team for all of us to, yeah, to prove that, that it can be done. <laughs> can be done and I'm never doing it again. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, you know, in this one, they go through all the teams kind of like in the top two, bottom two fashion that we normally get. And, you know, under the category they called just missed the cut, you know, we have Leslie and Mel, um, you know, you know, obviously we got to see this amazing, uh, you know, buddy comedy poster of 21 Brick Street uh, for you. It's a, it said when a good cop and a little bit of Hollywood collide, hijinks ensue. And so it just really showed that like, um, you know, this was a fun partnership. So you know, looking back on the whole experience, Mel, you know, what, what are you taking away from this as, as you look back? Uh, I'm, I'm taking it that, uh, you know, I got to meet, I actually got to meet an angel to, to kind of enlighten me and give me like the, 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 just the right thing to, I need to keep going as a, as a brick artist. Right. And, uh, and that was Leslie, you know, I think, I think we all meet a certain person in our lives that's going to have an impact on us. And I think he he met me at the right time, uh, and and you know that's what I take from the whole thing. And 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 not only that is that I, I love being back in the arena with with Boone, getting getting to meet Dom, and even you know building with uh, with Natalie. Um, but you know definitely definitely seeing Boone again, kind of kind of you know sweeten the deal because you know of course he's he's overseas now. And so I, I was glad to spend that, that time with my, my friend Boone. Oh, that, that's so great. And then on the nice list, uh, you know, unfortunately, you weren't able to take the whole title home. But Cheryl and Dom, you know, you got the top two in this last challenge, you know. Um, and so, you know, I guess like, you know, you mentioned like getting to come back, meet some of your idols, sadly, not Robin Thicke, but Boone, you know, like what, so but now looking back on the whole show, having watched it all back. You know, what did you think about your experience and what are you taking away? Oh, just just the opportunity to come back and represent season three and just really have a lot of fun and make memories with Mel, Boone and Natalie was just just incredible. And to meet these amazing celebrities, they gave me, you know, a lot of, a, you know, advice for being um, a younger guy. And I guess the entertainment industry also is very different from what they do. Um, I got a lot of like great life advice and just just meeting people from so many different parts of, you know, the industry and it was just crazy it was such a cool experience probably the almost i'd say one of the highlights of my lego masters experience altogether. and um to get top two uh up against boone was just such a real honor to be like on that level and it was just it was crazy i'll never forget it uh yes i i can only imagine and i i listen i'm also a little sad for the two of you that you didn't get this amazing trophy this like translucent yeah. blue amazingness. That would have been really nice to go home with, but uh, I think it went home with the right person. Boone definitely deserved it. And, you know, from what he's given back to the community and inspired so many people like me and others, it's just, it was well-deserved. And I'm honestly, I'm more happy that he won than I did, to be honest. <laughs> as cool as that trophy <laughs> would have been cool in my collection, I think it definitely went to the right builder. Ah, well, that's very sweet of you. Well, you know, obviously everybody like uh, probably just had a blast hearing all these stories, you know, about your time on the show. But sadly, we're here at the end of this episode. So we're en at the end of the Bricktacular journey. But everyone wants to know what is next, Mel? What is next for you now that you're you're leaving on a high from the Bricktacular? 
What's next? I've got, I've got a few projects that I'm, I'm currently working on. I have, uh, um, I'm, I'm definitely doing, you know, uh, uh, brick con- conventions. You know, I'm currently doing brick convention out in Orlando, but all like a whole like brick world Chicago, um, you know, and brick fair. Uh, but I'm, I'm also looking to kind of launch my, my Lego career a bit, you know, now if that's either teaching, you know, uh, some build techniques to some kids you know, through, through, through video or something like that, or even like taking, doing classes, you know, I, I'm definitely looking into enhance my, 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 my brick career. Amazing. Um, well, we can't wait to see what you're going to do next. And for you, Dom, I know we caught up with you recently, but what's next for you? <sighs> kind of what uh, Mel said, uh, I'm getting more into creating content on YouTube and trying to grow that uh, channel. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm very used to creating short form content, but I've been experimenting with long form content and I'm hoping people really enjoy what I'm putting out. I'm still learning as I go. I'm very new to this long form content stuff, but uh, I'm trying and I'm hoping to make some really good, cool content for the community and just essentially just be there for the community. Um, I like going live, building Lego, having chats like that. And then uh, brick conventions. I'm, I mean, I'm all but locked in for Brick World Chicago and uh, Brick Fair. Virginia, so I'm looking very forward to meeting more people. I, I recently went to Brick uh, BrickCon Atlanta uh, this past month, and I was expecting a little bit of you know criticism from the community coming into the competition. But uh, Ethan and I were met with nothing but nice and just amazing people. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward. I have a lot of stuff in the works, so I'm looking forward to sharing it with the community and just having fun and sharing my love for Lego and getting oh better at building mocks. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait to see what, what both of you are going to do. And I, I can't wait to see you both at Brickworld Chicago this year, as I'll also be there, which is great. Um, and <laughs> and the other thing that both of you can do in this you know upcoming year is come back on this podcast and talk to us about season four and break down all the builds for the next crop of Lego masters. So you know, we've got another Absolutely. season to talk about. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, I got to maybe think about getting out to some more conventions. I feel like, uh, you know, all the, every, all the ones everyone talks about, I feel like I got to I got to set some weekends aside. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I definitely want to plan on going to more conventions. So any uh, conventions organizer, <coughs> you know, hit me up, you know, go get down there too, you know hit my line or email me or something. I don't know. <laughs> Dump. <laughs> Do something. <laughs> Do something, man. Well, speaking of hitting you up, obviously everyone who listens to podcasts is going to want to hit you up after after this episode. So Dom, where can they find you if they want to see all the fun stuff you're up to? Well, anyone can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube under the same handle, CoolGuyDom02, where I just post my love for Lego, relatable content, hauls, reviews, all that jazz, live builds. Yes. Well, I, I can vouch for it. I was, I, I, I'm in Dom's live very often seeing what he's building. But Mel, what about you? Where can people find all the things that you're up to? I'm uh, mainly on uh, Instagram as uh, iceberg underscore bricks or YouTube. You can check out my podcast uh, um, with Corey called uh, Pardon the Brick Ruption. Uh, we talk a lot, of, a lot of Lego issues, and so some stuff real, some stuff is funny, um, and yes. that's on my YouTube, Iceberg Breaks, and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. A lot of really good stuff there. I've definitely checked out more than a few episodes, and obviously love hearing from you and Corey. So everybody, check that out. But unfortunately, that takes us to the end. Even though I could hang out with the two of you forever, um, but just <laughs> want to say thank you for being so generous with your time and, and for sharing all of the fun stories and the, and the, and the great laughs that came out of the Bricktacular this year. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, uh, you know, 
not forgetting about us and and Legos Masters. Thanks for not forgetting about an old guy. You know, I think that <laughs> I think that I think that the show is in good hands with a young guy like Dom. You know, and so like old guys like me and Boom can step away and know that the show is in good hands. Oh, that just melts in my heart, man. <laughs> that's, so, that's so awesome. But no, yeah, being brought back uh, so soon um, after season three just really, you know, boosted my morale and confidence. And it's just such a fun experience. And just I look back at it with, you know, such great memories, and great fondness. And, I'm, you know, I'm really I greatly appreciate the opportunity. And I'm looking forward to what's uh, in store for Ethan and I and maybe a potential Grandmaster season in the U.S. Who knows? I don't know. But uh, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, serve this community as much as possible in any way I can. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thanks again to the two of you. Um, and like I said, I hope to keep talking to you all soon and see you soon. So I, I can't wait for that. But thanks again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Hey, Dan. It was so much fun getting to sit down with Mel and Dom. And we really just didn't get to spend enough time with the rushed airing of the Holiday Spectacular this year. So I'm so glad we got to revisit it here. As I said at the top of the podcast, I'm hoping our postseason Lego Masters fun doesn't end here. So stay subscribed to make sure you don't miss out on anything. And while we wait for this next season, let me know if there's any special coverage or interesting episodes you'd like to hear. So if you want to follow along with the podcast, be sure to subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to it now. And if you're listening on iTunes, be sure to leave us a review as it really helps others find the podcast. If you want even more Lego content, be sure to check out my YouTube channel, Talk Bricks, where I cover the Lego news for the week every Saturday. And you can follow the channel on all social media platforms with the username at Talk Bricks. And if you want to follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook, it's Talk Bricks Masters. And on Twitter, it's TB Masters. Thanks again, and I'll see you guys next time.